This is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about what I did yesterday. Even though you already know, I'm just going to tell you again <laughs> so that everybody else can hear it. I saw Simple Plan in concert. And some 41. And some 41, yes. And I, I'm not a huge fan of some 41. <laughs> no offense to anyone who loves some 41. Like me. Yeah. I know. I was telling Mormon that if I would have taken you, you would have been the perfect person to go with. Yeah. Because well. you like some 41. And I'm mad. Like, I don't not like them. I just, they're not. They don't grab me, but I fucking love Simple Plan. And Mormon could have given a shit less or could not have given a shit less (laughs) about either of them. In fact, he liked the opener. (laughs) I think he liked the opener better than he liked. I mean, I don't know. He was was getting on with it to a simple plan, so I don't know. But um, I cried and it was the best thing ever and i did not think i was going to cry cuz it was kind of like a last second thing that we got the tickets i didn't even know they toured anymore so i don't think they do i think this was a special thing it sounded like it it sounded like a reunion or an anniversary tour or something cuz yeah, both some 41 and simple plan were like our albums are 20 years old this year mhm and so well, some of their I, albums. Yeah, their first albums, they were saying. So um, I think it was like a anniversary tour or something. But it's just funny because I was talking to my friend about it. And we were like, does Simple Plan even tour anymore? And she Googled it. And she was like, you know, Simple Plan's going to be here next month. And I was like, uh, tickets now. <laughs> and I'm surprised because I feel like they were cheap. It was a sold out show. And so these tickets that I bought happened to be somebody had bought tickets and couldn't go. And it was sold out. So I'm so fucking lucky. Mm-hmm. First of all, that I got tickets and that they were so flipping cheap. I looked up Pearl Jam tickets and they were like $350. Simple ew. plan and some 40. Ew, did you say ew? <laughs> How dare you? But anyways, I looked up simple plan tickets. And some 41, and they were only 65. Mm-hmm. That's cheap. Yeah. Matt but and yeah. I talked about going, but I'm just, I don't like when bands aren't the original lineup people anymore. And so, even Ooh. though three of some 41 was there, the fourth one was not. And that makes who me was, upset. Who was the fourth one? Steve O, the drummer. Oh, the drummer. Yeah. Oh. But it was nice to see Dave back up there. I think he left for a bit, like, early on. Which one was Dave? All I could literally do when some 41 was playing was stare at Cone. Like, <laughs> I was like, I have all, all the videos that I took other than the one where I sent you where I zoomed in on the drummer. All mm-hmm. of them are of Cone. <laughs> I, I noticed. Like, oh, man, <laughs> did he get hot. I remember I looked at pictures of him to refresh myself from like back then and I was like no (laughs) now I'm like yeah you got like a Scott Wheeling kind of vibe going on Mm. with some sexy hair 
I liked him way better with blonde hair and like he was fuller. The skinniest little thing in the entire world. He was super skinny. Still, he's muscular-ish. I mean, yeah. he's not super muscular, but he has he's... more muscles than he used to. Yeah. He used to have toothpick arms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but his face, like, back Squared out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, full. And now it's, like, mm, chisel. I was just, like, whoo. <laughs> he's cute. But, um... No, simple plan. I cried. It was great. I jumped up and down. I finally was not giving a shit if people were looking at me. <laughs> By the way, you're the best friend ever. Like, I seriously, like, wanted to hug my phone <laughs> when you said that. You're like, nobody's, you know, nobody cares. Because I was sweating like a motherfucker. My hair was like, it felt like it was plastered to the side of my face. <laughs> And for anyone out there who doesn't know, I take medication for like my anxiety and my depression and stuff. And it makes me sweat profusely. Like if even the slightest inconvenience, I am pouring sweat and (laughs) uh, my anxiety was like on display from traffic and everything else. And that's what really gets it. Like if I'm even slightly stressed, (laughs) it's like sweaty, nasty ball of crap and so I was we got in there and I was just sweating <laughs> and I was like oh my everyone's gonna see all of my hair is like blaster down and Amy was like you're beautiful your dress is cute nobody's <laughs> looking at you I, like, <laughs> I mean it's I true I love the tattoo comment though you're like your tattoos your tattoos <laughs> are badass and I was like fuck yeah that tattoo is badass <laughs> Well, you know, someone next to you was probably like, wow, that is a colorful octopus. I don't know. (laughs) I was trying not to look at anybody. No. But But it was fun. You just got to think, how many times do you go home and actually can remember anybody that was at an event? Okay, I'll tell you, I can remember the girl in front of me. That's it, because she was annoying. And I'm sorry if you were drunk, you seemed drunk. (laughs) <laughs> but you kept whipping me in the face with your hair and then bumping into me and pulling my hair and I was like yeah. to the point where I had to stand in front of Mormon I was standing next to him originally but then I stood in front of him so that she would stop like bumping into me and whipping my hair or whipping her hair so I remember her but no I don't remember anybody else exactly and you know I only remember two people from Halsey and that was because one had the most phenomenal pants I've ever seen in my life (laughs) and then the other one was extremely high and during one song she got in the middle of the aisle and did some crazy ass dancing thing oh yeah and she had really low rise pants on and that bothered me I do not like low rise but so those are people who I think wanted to be noticed. <laughs> it both has to do with pants. It, true. But the also the girl was dancing. Yeah. And she was definitely drugged out. That's the girl that was in front. I don't know. I don't think she was on drugs, but she was had alcohol. You could smell it on her. That's another thing. I walked in there and instantly it smelled like alcohol and vomit mixed together. That sounds about right for a pop punk concert. Yeah, I was like, ugh. <laughs> and she smelled, she didn't, I don't know if she smelled like the vomit part because by that point it just, 
it was like all I could smell, but I could definitely smell the alcohol on her. Mm. Definitely. Gross. She was whipping her hair around and yeah, dancing and bumping <laughs> into me. And I was like, I don't care if people drink. I don't, but I don't drink. And so when you're sober and you're watching a very obnoxious drunk person, <laughs> it's like, come on now. We're we're all in our 30s or older here. <laughs> like I told Amy that too when we got to the Most concert. certainly. Like, we're all old now. Well, yes. not old, but much older than we were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, I just really had to talk about it because it was like the best like spur of the moment thing that's ever happened. Oops, I just hit my desk. Sorry if everyone heard that. It's also the first concert you've been to in like years. Well, I went to Sublime in Rome. I guess that's true. But other than that, uh, yeah, a long, 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 long time. I'm trying to think of the last concert that I went to was probably modest mouse possible no well, unless cage huh wasn't it cage no modest mouse was after cage and mm. no it wasn't i lied <laughs> it wasn't you're right cage was after modest mouse but if you want to count the show no because that was before yeah so maybe cage then so, have you ever gone to an airport and thought to yourself, flying's cool and all, but what if there were ghosts? I think that would make my time a little bit more enjoyable because usually <laughs> when I go to an airport, I'm like, fuck, where, where am I going? <laughs> well, look no further than Hawaii, specifically. Sweet. The Honolulu International Airport, also known as the Daniel K. Inouye Airport International, sorry, International Airport. Inouye? Inouye, I think. I don't know if that's right, but that's what some YouTube videos, that's how they said his last name. So that's what I'm going with. All right. It is also called H&L, which is what I will use to refer to it because the name's too long. Yeah, it's very no. long. <laughs> so have you ever heard of any hauntings at H&L? I have not. I didn't know that was a thing. What kind of hauntings do you think are there? Mm, a lady in white. <laughs> well, I, I guess we're done. This okay. episode's over. All right. good. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get to that later. But... <laughs> okay, so there actually is Lady in White. It's like every haunting, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, but first, I'm going to give you a little history of the airport and the man it's named after. H&L is located on the island of Oahu. Speaking of, I realized while doing this, I have absolutely no idea anything about Hawaii. I know that it, there's like a bunch of islands. Mm-hmm. They all have different names. I don't know what's on what. Me neither. Except for one fun fact is Jurassic Park was filmed. Well, yeah, I know that. Hawaii. That's like the <laughs> only thing I know. That's the only thing I know. So <laughs> anything you tell me will be news to me. No. <laughs> anyway, when it opened in 1927, it was called the John Rogers Airport. 
Apparently he was some war veteran from World War One. But 20 years later, it was renamed the Honolulu International Airport. And in 1951, they actually started running international flights. In 2017, it was decided to rename the airport to Daniel K. and Noe International Airport. Such a mouthful. Why? Well, Daniel K. and Noe was a U.S. senator. He was born three years before the airport, September 7th, 1924. During World War II, he served with the 442nd Regimental Combat Team. At some point, he was shot in the stomach and lost his right arm to rifle grenade fire. Oh, my God. But he kept leading his troops. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was Hawaii's first representative in Congress in 1959. Then in 1962, he was elected for Senate. He was the first Japanese American to serve in both the House and the Senate. He did that for a combined 53 years. Wow. He was also the second longest serving senator and was even promoted to president pro tempore, which would have put him third in line for succession. That is the highest rank an Asian American has ever held in the U.S. government. Oh, he sounds like a cool guy. So I didn't look too far into his politics. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like I'm not ruining this no No. i didn't want to get disappointed you know but i did see uh that he was a huge advocate for asian american rights of course makes sense yes he was also a recipient of the congressional medal of honor and after his death he was also awarded the presidential medal of freedom wow yeah he was the first u.s senator To ever get both. So did he live in Honolulu? Or did they just like think he was really awesome and just named it after him? Yeah, he was. Well, I don't know if he lived in Honolulu, but he lived in Hawaii because he was their representative. There's a whole bunch of little videos on YouTube about people talking about how amazing he was. And like he even for 50 plus years would go to this one little diner every time he visited a town. And even something like if he was sick or couldn't make it or something, he would send his like assistant. Oh yeah. I'm glad he didn't go into the politics (laughs) aspect. (laughs) He sounds badass. (laughs) Oh, one more um, badass thing is I think it was the army. Let's just say the military. Put That's a good out one. a graphic novel for him, and it was called Medal of Honor, Daniel and Noe. What? Yeah. That sounds really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty nifty, I guess. As far as I know, yep. not not endorsing him because I don't know those things, but Yep. No, I'm I'm with you though. <laughs> he sounds cool vaguely. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to go to Hawaii? Or have you ever I been? I have. You know? I've not been. But I, I have wanted to go. 
not to do the touristy stuff i just really wanted to see where they filmed jurassic park which i mean i guess could be a tourist thing it looks beautiful but i've heard that it's ridiculously expensive and Mm -hmm. touristy so see i want to go but i want to like go to do the hiking and waterfall chasing and explore jurassic park and maybe have a day of sitting at the beach reading Yes. But I'm not going to drink the little frou-frou umbrella drinks. Oh, I want a frou-frou umbrella drink. Go to a spa. I don't I don't want to go to a spa, but frou-frou umbrella umbrella drinks. Sure. Yeah, but like people go and just drink. No, I don't want to do that because I don't like to drink. But every once in a while. Having one like with dinner or something after a long day of hiking and exploring Jurassic Park. Yeah. Actually, that sounds wonderful. It'd be really cool if there was like a Jurassic Park themed one. That would make it even better. That would be super fun. Yeah. And plus, like you can see the turtles and stuff there. Like that kind of stuff sounds fun. Yeah. I don't want to go all the way to Hawaii to do a spa. Exactly. And get so drunk. I feel like death the rest of the trip. Yes. 100%. Also, that's why I don't drink, because if I drink, I'm going to feel like death. Same. All the time. There's no workaround. Except one time. That was a magical time. I was that sure was I was going to be dead the next time. day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I remember one weird. time when we walked back from the bar. because So when I lived in Missouri, I don't know if we've ever said this before on the podcast, but when I got pregnant with Jamie, I moved back to Missouri and Amy's house was on one block and my house was on the other block and our backyards touched. Like, I don't know how to describe it, like made an L, I guess. Perpendicular like, streets. Yeah, our our fences touch. So like if I was in my backyard, I could literally just look over into Amy's backyard. But our Yeah, whatever. I used to mess with Jamie all the time like that. Yes. <laughs> and so we would have Amy's husband, Matt, drop us off at the bar <laughs> for like a girl's night. And then our drunk asses would walk back home. And there was one night that we were walking home. And I mean, Amy was sloshed. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you that drunk, actually. But you were talking about something and you were like, let's go to this place that was like a way across town and i was like no let's not like let's go home <laughs> like you're like oh let's go and i was like no <laughs> it, but it was hilarious oh uh, there's a lot of fun stories from walking home from fitters uh Lindsay did weird stuff after her bachelorette party i think that's which one it was that was fun yeah it was she ended up bleeding she fell she oh i was said, like what she said weird words <laughs> she said weird words <laughs> it was weird anyway a little off track there but yeah let's go to hawaii one day and just like wander around jurassic park and do hikes that sounds wonderful. Okay. 
So while doing research, I found some pretty crazy plane related incidents associated with the airport. And I'm going to tell you about them. All right. Yeah. I'm curious what incidences has occurred. Well, the first incident, (laughs) it happened only a few years after they went international in 1955 on March 22nd. This is really messed up. A Navy transport was traveling from Tokyo to California with 64 servicemen, one wife and their three-year-old daughter. Oh, no. If I understand correctly, they stopped at H&L and then went towards California, or they might have just been passing by Hawaii. They ended up eight miles off course and got trapped in a huge storm. At 2.03 a.m., 15 miles northwest of Honolulu, they smashed into Palikia Peak. I should have looked that up. Clarence Ho, who was working nearby, said, I'm sorry. Could you, <laughs> could you please clarify what his last name is? Clarence Ho. <laughs> it's not any Ho. Literally H O E. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's terrible. It is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right when i read it i was like oh i gotta put a quote in from clarence oh well i thought i just didn't hear like <laughs> like you know how some people just like sometimes the k or like the p if you say hope or something it just kind of is silent <laughs> so i was like <laughs> no hoe yep okay yeah uh they were working nearby And they said it sounded like a hundred gasoline drums exploding. Oh, my. It was reported that just before they hit, the pilot turned on the runway lights and probably crapped himself when he saw the mountain. Yeah. When the plane hit, the wings were knocked off and the body fell in a gully where it continued to burn for two hours before rescuers could even... Yeah, before they could even attempt to get close because of how much heat it was putting off. No survivors. I was going to say, I'm assuming nobody survived that. That was pretty oh, insane. That's, that's a rough one. Yep. Then in 1962, on July 22nd, there was a Canadian Pacific Britannia airliner on their way to Australia. A lot of these are on their way to Australia or Japan. One of their four jet prop engines had failed, so they got clearance to do an emergency landing at H&L. Apparently, the workers in the control tower said they saw them wobble, but it looked like they corrected and were going to land normally. However, they ended up crashing into the runway. The plane split in half, Oh, my God. With the forward section smashing into a bulldozer and other large equipment and exploding into flames. 27 people died. 13 survived. All all of the survivors were in the rear section. Yeah. Oh. 
Side note, while I'm typing this episode, I'm listening to music like I always am. And the song Love to Laugh from Mary Poppins came on during this story. Let me tell you, that is not an appropriate song to be typing tragic stories to. (laughs) Yeah, not fitting. Have you ever heard that song? From Mary Poppins? Uh Uh-huh. Love to Laugh. I love that song. It's so funny with Dick Van Dyke and Uh, them imitating people. Oh, my God. I love Dick Van Dyke in that movie. Like, to me, he makes that whole movie. Always. Okay. He's amazing. What else is he in? He had his own show. I know he had his own show, but I didn't know if he was in any. I mean, I know he was in other movies, but I didn't know if he was (laughs) in any movies that I know. Because I just remember him from Mary Poppins as a kid. Hold on. I always forget he was in Diagnosis Murder, where he was a doctor dude. It was funny. Nope. Uh, Did not see that one. It was a show. Night at the Museum. He was one of the security guards. It was hilarious. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, of course, which is like one of my favorites of all time. I knew that. He did things with Carol Burnett. Uh, my mom said that I loved that show when I was young. It was like my favorite show, and I don't remember it at all. But really? take your word for it. I loved Carol Burnett. Even Lindsay did. I know. My mom says it was like my favorite show for like all of my childhood. <laughs> well, it was hilarious. But I mean, he does a lot of littler things things i mean not littler just things that we probably haven't seen much of but he also has like a lot of guest spots and i feel like he guest appeared on scooby-doo a lot he probably did okay i'm like am i making that up but i feel like (laughs) he did he probably did i don't know i just i love dick van dyke and the day he dies i'm gonna like feel very empty I know he's old and he's still kicking it. Yeah, he's in his nineties. Like he's doing really good. Yeah, well, He'll so never is Betty White. I know. I cannot. I just I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, I still can't believe that. No, it was like well, out of nowhere. Yeah, it kind of seemed that way, but I think they were kind of hiding stuff. Yeah, downplaying her health. Yeah, because like if you saw her last images or whatever last photos that her Mm -hmm. assistant took she didn't look the best no she looked old yeah she looked her age (laughs) yeah i don't know but yeah when when he goes i'm i'm gonna be sad yeah you should watch the dick van dyke show sometime it's really good i will because he's hilarious and i remember even as a little kid that i thought he was hot (laughs) vince Yeah, I mean, he's pretty attractive. He's he is my type, you know, tall and lanky. That's the word. <laughs> lanky. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. It's 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 a <laughs> typical story. Sorry, that was Hobo Johnson. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe if Jason listens, he'll get that reference. He likes Hobo Johnson? Yeah, he's the only other person I've ever heard that name out of their mouth. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Less tragically, on June 27th, 1971, this one's kind of funny, an Aloha Airlines airplane was driving around the airport when they crashed into a parked Hawaiian Airlines plane. Oh, no. There were no injuries, but they did say that it scared the crap out of a flight attendant that was on the parked plane. (laughs) I'm sure. I think it would have scared me, too. I would have needed some new undies. (laughs) Oh, another side note. The newspaper that I was looking at that article in had a headline about attending Judy Garland's funeral. 21,000 people were in attendance. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. But I, I mean, forgot Judy. She was still as hell. She was. And for some reason, I thought when you said Judy Garland, you meant Julie Andrews. And I was like, she's still alive, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Mary, yeah. Mary Poppins is still alive. Yeah. That's why I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> she's going to live forever, too. That's all good. August 11th, 1982, on a Pan Am 747 flight from Tokyo, an explosion went off just as the plane was approaching the airport. The pilot was able to land the plane successfully, and all the survivors were taken care of. 14 people were treated for minor injuries. However, one 16-year-old kid wasn't so lucky. On investigation, a bomb had been planted under the seat of the the kid was sitting in from a passenger on an earlier flight. What the fuck? Yeah, so... Why? Did they know that that it was that person who was going to be sitting there? Or was it just to fucking cause issues? Yeah, it was just to... What a dick! When the bomb went off, the kid was instantly killed. Oh, my God. And a one by three foot hole was blown through the floor. The plane filled with smoke. Luckily, the structure of the plane was undamaged, which is probably why the pilot was able to land it normally. Mm -hmm. The guy that placed the bomb was a member of some big terrorist organization called 15 May never heard of it no. but they so they did know mm-hmm. who okay good yeah then we have an accident that sent me down a rabbit hole on researching what inspired final destination the plane crash Ooh. in the first one so february 24th 1989 you weren't even born <laughs> <laughs> wow i was <laughs> I feel so seen. I was two months old. (laughs) Oh my goodness. A 747 jet belonging to United Airlines carrying 336 passengers and 18 crew members suddenly had a gaping hole in the side. All of the sudden, I could see the sky and feel the wind, said a passenger by the name of Koji Yamoto. All right. Sounds right. Yeah. The 10 by 14 foot hole near the front right of the plane sucked nine passengers out of it. And they were 20,000 feet above the Pacific Ocean. (gasps) Ooh. When then 
two engines went out. Somehow, the pilot was able to calm people down and pull an emergency landing at H&L. Now, the article I was reading didn't seem to be too certain about what caused the two engines to fail, but the Honolulu Medical Examiner's Office did say multiple small body fragments and pieces of clothing were found in one of the engines on the right side. What the fuck? Probably from the people that went out the hole. Oh, okay. I was like, somebody put a body in the engine? That would be terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's still terrible that those people, like, yeah, but, yeesh. Yeah. The body parts are not what you want to find in an engine. Absolutely not. Yeah. They said that uh, there were so many fragments that they couldn't tell if it was all one person or multiple. Oh, my God. That's horrible. After landing, there were 27 people treated for injuries and five were hospitalized. Now, if you want to really get into what happened, there is an hour-long documentary on YouTube. I didn't watch it because Sam's weeks have rubbed (laughs) off on me. (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) So I just read a little article about the investigation into what had happened. Mm -hmm. Basically, the cargo door was missing, lost to the ocean. When the aviation people were looking into the cause, they blamed it on the cargo door not getting shut entirely. However, the parents of one of the passengers that were sucked out of the gaping hole called bullshit ended their own investigation. They found there was a problem with the locking mechanism for the cargo door. Proved how it couldn't have been because the door didn't shut properly. And that it was actually something about an electrical short making the door release a little bit. Ooh. Uh, It's all super interesting and a really crazy story. Yeah. But a couple years after the accident, the cargo door was recovered from the ocean. What? (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty cool. 12,000 feet down or something like that. That's crazy. The ocean is motherfucking huge. (laughs) I know. And they found a door, like a door. Yeah. That's crazy. A cargo door that doesn't float. No metal. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) When they found the door, the parents were proved right. They knew the real cause. Wow. Yeah. So now I'm sure you're wondering why I connected that to Final Destination. And it's mostly because of the people getting sucked out of the plane. Because you (laughs) just, in that moment in the scene, you just see those people and their seats get sucked out. And you're like, holy crap. That's always stuck with me. So then when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh. But that is terrifying. Unfortunately, the wreck that inspired the Final Destination one is actually pretty much exactly like the movie. Everyone died. It happened minutes after takeoff and even had 16 French club students aboard. Oh, yeah. There's a really good article about it from the History Channel called what happened to TWA Flight 800 in our sources, if anyone gets curious about those weird things like I do. Now, one more thing I wanted to mention before getting to the haunting stuff. 
Have you ever heard of the Bojinka plot? Nope. Cannot say that I have. Okay. Before I tell you what it is, because it's not happy, I have to point out that Bojinka Bojinka keeps making me think of Elliot from Scrubs when she calls Lady Parts Bajingos. <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to say that it reminds you of Madinka, the song by Sinead O'Connor, because that is my favorite Sinead O'Connor song. No, because we just had this talk and you know that I only know one song by her. I know. That other I know. One. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> you need to listen to more of her because she's the best female singer that ever graced planet earth what about the cranberries yeah okay they're tied <laughs> but i like more Sinead o'connor songs than i than i do of the cranberries mm, even well, that... though i fucking love the cranberries and dolores o'riordan was fucking gorgeous Sinead o'connor might have just been better at writing songs maybe yeah anyway so the bajinka plan was supposed to be a terrorist attack ending up with more deaths than 9-11. So the guy that's known as the 9-11 architect, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, came up with a plan before that had three parts. Part one, assassinate the Pope. I think it was to like just cause some chaos. Yeah, that would do it. Then part two was to plant explosives on 11 planes traveling the Pacific. Okay, is this guy dead? I think so. Okay, good. All right. It isn't exactly clear where all of the planes would be coming from. Some people, some articles said Asia. Some said they were coming from America. Either way, it looks like they were flying to or from asia to america Mm -hmm. uh and uh some of the planes were supposed to be coming out of h&l or landing at h&l so that's why it it's linked then for part three he was going to hijack a plane and fly it into the cia headquarters luckily while making some bombs ramsey yusuf khalid's nephew started a fire and when on purpose no, on accident. Oh, I was going to say, woo, unsung hero, but no, never mind. No, no, no. He started a fire on accident because he was like playing around with bomb equipment and wow. testing them out. But when the fire and police officers showed up, they discovered the Bajinka plan because they had papers everywhere. Dummies. So <laughs> they real slick, guys. Yeah. And so it was ruined. Good. However, um, Khalid did get like do a test run and he did blow up one plane I think I don't think there were too many fatalities I think there were like two or three maybe and it did land everybody was mostly okay but two or three is still way too many yeah from a fuckhead yeah and then you know later he did 9-11 so he did something yeah Wow, I hope he rots in hell. Yeah. Now, you ready to hear some spooky stuff that goes on at the airport? 
Absolutely. So all the stories I just told you didn't really have anything to do with the hauntings. I mean, they were horrible, though. Yeah, I think like they might just add some negative energy to the place. Definitely. I believe that tragedy definitely makes some bad juju energy. Yeah, but mostly I'm just like fascinated with plane crashes and stuff. I see that. Probably thanks to Final Destination. I could see that, too. Yeah. So. There was a gentleman named Ray Doropin that did an interview with Honolulu Magazine that gave some behind-the-scenes details. Ray was a police officer for 17 years and spent two years policing at the airport. He would get lots of strange calls from airport employees. The main call was regarding a woman... Now dubbed the lady in waiting. Mm. She was blonde and wearing a white dress. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <Yes. laughs> no one ever sees her face. She can be found staring out a window, seemingly waiting for a passenger to get off a plane. When usually it's late enough that there isn't anyone else coming in. She also has a tendency to be in restricted airport areas. Uh Uh-oh. Breaking the rules. (laughs) Which is when Ray gets most of his calls. Ah. Most of the time, employees try to ask her what she's doing there. Who is she? You know, the usual. Why can't I see her face? (laughs) She just ignores them. Keeps standing, looking out wherever she wants to do. And then they call Ray. Her story is the same old story you always hear. Mm -hmm. She fell in love. The guy promised to marry her and whisk her away to a perfect life. Then he had to go on a business trip. Promising (laughs) promising to come back and get her for marriage. But he never does. So she kills herself. (sighs) Also, I thought you were going to say it's the same story as like Pearl Harbor. I don't know why the movie Pearl Harbor. I've never seen it, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably not even the same premise. No, because um, I think Ben Affleck comes back to his lady in that one. And his lady married somebody else. Yeah, that was it. Something like Shani that. Shani told me that. Oh, yeah. It was Josh Hartnett. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that beautiful man. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. I need to go watch it again. I don't like those kinds of movies, so I won't watch it. That's because you don't like sad movies and shows. It's really not that sad. I mean. That sounds horrible to me. There's a happy-ish ending at the end. One of them dies because so, I feel like that's the only way that it would be happy. There's a happy-ish ending in the middle. Nope, not good enough for me. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, it's a good movie. Kind of. Honestly, I don't know. I just watch it for Josh Hartnett. Same yep. with Black Hawk Down. Never seen that one either because war movies just not my thing. War movies aren't that bad, surprisingly. I can I can do most of them. Mm mm. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Does that count? No. 
Okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> now, she is doomed to forever wait for her man. No. I am so sick of that story. <laughs> yep. Why aren't there any independent badass women ghosts that don't need a man? Oh, there are. And I'm sure that's not why she's waiting. But I mean. <laughs> Anywho, Ray never actually ended up seeing her because when he would arrive on the scene, she had already disappeared without a trace. But he did say he always got the heebie-jeebies when he got those calls. Mm-hmm. That would heebie-jeebies are straight fact when it comes to paranormal. Straight fact. Straight fact. Do you get the heebie-jeebies? It is for real. <laughs> there is an oddly quiet passenger that appears on a wiki-wiki shuttle. And <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so, you know, like their airport shuttle. They yes. call it wiki wiki but every time i say it or read it or look at it <laughs> i just think yeah you know dj is wiki wiki <laughs> and then i think of will smith does he All do right. that in a song or something is he from honolulu no i didn't think so <laughs> the drivers report that they never see the passenger get on and they never see them leave. The janitorial staff also got some stories. Fun ones. Apparently, there is a mischievous little ghosty that hangs out in the restrooms. When, mm. when they're cleaning the restrooms at night, they report that the toilet paper spontaneously unravels itself. Oh, that sounds <laughs> annoying, but funny. Toilets will flush at random. And toilet lids will slam down. Ooh, that's actually spooky hearing that noise <laughs> if you're in there by yourself and you're cleaning. <laughs> you know what's the worst? When you stand up after peeing and you're pulling your pants up at the same time and the oh, toilet and it gets, gets stuck caught. on your pants. I and then it's like that. it just whacks down and scares the crap out of you. And then my thought immediately after that always is like, what the fuck was on the underside of that toilet seat that I just shoved in my pants, basically? <laughs> See, I don't think of that because I just touch like the bare minimum of the seat so it doesn't bother me as much. And because it happens the most at home. I don't know. Oh, the only time it ever happens to me is when I'm out. That's in funny. public, and I'm like, and then God, disgusting. Embarrass the hell out of yourself. I just yes. wake Matt up, so that's funny. <laughs> Nothing very serious, but a bit annoying to clean up, I'm sure. Then we have reports from other police officers. The locker room that the police officers use gets a bit of action. Lots of banging around when they're supposedly the only person in the room. They also say the showers turn on by themselves. Ray even had an experience where he saw wet footprints, but no shower oh, had no. <laughs> no shower had been on. <laughs> Goodbye. He said that he had heard talk that the locker room used to be a morgue. Oh, to me, why? why? Why was it a morgue ever? <laughs> well, you know, airports need to put dead bodies somewhere when they have to transport them to other states Ew. and everything you never think of that no oh wait till like airports have morgues in them well they gotta have something a big freezer or i don't know 
Yeah, a big freezer. <laughs> it just sounds horrible. It does. To me, well, that sounds like one of those generic stories, though. Like, it was a morgue. That, it that just does feels like, like they say that story. all the time. But it is possible. But it also feels like, sure, it was. Yeah. Then, possibly the scariest or maybe the kinkiest ghost reports. Oh, hey. The airport is known for a choking ghost. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Ray knew a lot of officers that would come back with like stories. a hard <laughs> Sorry, no. Oops. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? He knew a lot of officers that would come back with stories about being choked. And they liked it. They might have. (laughs) He said, they won't tell you, but I will. They were in their cars late at night. (laughs) Oh, oh, were they now? (laughs) This is why they're not going to tell you. When all of a sudden, they felt something sitting on their chest. They couldn't breathe. The police officers were not supposed to be scared of anything. But let me tell you something. A choking ghost will get your attention. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll get much more. I'm sorry. That's it's so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's... that would it would be terrifying for somebody to choke you and you not be able to see them. But OK. But when you combine that with they were sitting in their car alone, they felt something on their chest, like, and then they're choking, and then they're afraid to tell you. It just sounds really dirty. (laughs) Well, it's not just the police. Passengers waiting for flights, especially if they've been sleeping, have also reported the feeling. Could that be sleep apnea? I don't know. I don't know what sleep apnea does. I just know you go on it a machine that go that makes noise. Yes, you can't yeah. breathe in your could sleep. Could be sleep paralysis. That too. It could be a combination crap. of both. No, it could be. So get this. Okay. I have a theory. I got a theory. <laughs> that's that's like the second Buffy reference. Since we've been talking tonight. I know. Well, you're setting them up. Not just Buffy. Buffy musical reference. Like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So. Not to interrupt you, but on our way to the concert, the I've got the mustard <laughs> came on and Mormon was like, I've never heard this. And I was like, oh, I mean, it's only like 30 seconds long and I usually skip yeah. it, but. I love that little song. And then the the uh, parking ticket. Yes. <laughs> I watch that episode all the time. Like just all the time. And I've realized that they barely put the part in about not wearing underwear. Yeah. Like everyone's already talking over it and stuff. And you just hear her in the very background saying that she doesn't have underwear on. Oh, yep. That's funny. Anyway, this has nothing to do with Buffy, but I do have a theory. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I stumbled on this, but I found out there was a serial killer and rapist dubbed the Honolulu Strangler. 
Oh, I have heard about this. I had not. I found an article on onlyinyourstate.com about him. To sum it up, he would sexually assault and murder women between the years of 1985 and 1986. Mm -hmm. He had five known victims. Each one would be found partially clothed with their hands tied behind their back. The fourth victim was even last seen at the airport. Mm. Now, this guy came forward and misled the police on finding the fifth body, saying a psychic had told him where the last victim had been dumped. However, it was not the right location. Inserting himself into the investigation. Yep. And then the police instantly went, oh, bet that's the guy and arrested him. Yep. His ex-wife and current girlfriend said that he liked to get into bondage during their naughty time. Supposedly, each night there had been a murder was a night that the suspect and his girlfriend had gotten into a fight and he left for the night. Yep. So I do remember this case. And just first and foremost... Bondage will not make you a murderer if you no. participate in bondage. Just no. putting it out there. Everyone has their things that they like. But yes, I remember them saying specifically that he would just, he wanted sex like when he wanted it. And when they would fight and he wasn't going to get it, he was going to go, you yeah. know, do yeah. some horrible ass shit to somebody else. Yep. He ended up getting off on a technicality. And moved to California. You're kidding. No, no. He, he I do not remember that part. Oh. Well, that is what the article said that I read. Is that this suspect was arrested, but got off on a technicality, moved to California, and then he died in 2005. Well, goodbye. But you should have been in prison. Yes. But. I was just going to make some joke about the choking ghost being the ghost of the strangler since he was never actually like it was never solved. But then when I found out that the actual suspect had died in 2005, I was like, holy crap, it could be him. I mean, I think you solved the case. Yeah, I I did. And uh, now he targets cops because they almost caught him and it made him a little mad. Yeah, he seems to need to take out his frustrations on other people. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm really good at figuring this stuff out, you know? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Why are you not a cop? <laughs> well, I mean, I am better at figuring out the awkward paranormal stuff. <laughs> cops don't really get into that too often. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So, are you ready for this haunted rating? Because it has yes. one. Oh my gosh, we haven't had one in a minute. I, I don't know. Think. Hauntedplaces.org puts it at 88%. Mm-hmm. They had a couple of personal experiences on there too that I'm going to read real quick for you. Yes, please. This one is from Grant. I love that name. And I have a friend named Grant. And he's you. awesome. Yeah. I wonder if this grant is the grant from Ghost Hunters. Oh. I'd highly doubt it. Me too, but <laughs> that'd be awesome. The third floor was messed up. 
I accidentally went up there and you are not supposed to. It looks like hell on earth. It was green on the walls and the hallway in front of me was black. It wasn't dark, but like the absence of light. It was 3 p.m. Kind of reminds... Oh, that's not him. That was me. Kind of reminds me of the Dear David Hallway pictures. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That description. Yes. But his was very short. But then we have one from Tyler. Under gate 33 and 34 is the airport storage freezer for the dead. Okay, so this makes more sense. Well, I mean, he's like, a, it's like a specific place instead of like, the locker room used to be the morgue. <laughs> like, this is like, okay, this is where they keep the bodies when they come in, right? Yes. But he also called it a storage freezer, not a morgue. So I well, was, I mean, I was even doubly right. Yes. <laughs> you were doubly right, actually. <laughs> Upstairs is the passenger waiting areas. The lights are censored. After so many minutes, the lights will turn off in three different sections closest to the window, then the middle section, and then the beginning. One night, I had to go out to the gate to check for leftover wheelchairs. I assume they worked there. Mm -hmm. I stopped over at the restroom right outside of gate 34 before I went to the restroom, I took notice that the lights had already turned off, meaning that there was no movement in the gate area for a while. When I exited the restroom, I noticed that the light along the glass window was on. That's interesting because no other light was on except the one all the way by the windows. There's no way someone could have walked into the gate area without triggering the center sensor for the other lights. Mm-hmm. Now there's some food for thought. That was Tyler. All right, Tyler. Yeah. So I wonder if the lady in waiting had appeared by the window and was waiting. And that's I why almost, the light came on. When you said it that way, I, I almost was like, Lady in red <laughs> is dancing with me. No. Nope. She's in white. Because she's deceased. (laughs) So that was the Honolulu airport. I was really worried about this one, but it didn't turn out too shabby. No. I am one of these horrible people that are fascinated with plane accidents and car crashes. So I really enjoyed that part. Also, I can't believe I figured out who the choking ghost is. I I am just... A plus detective work on that. I am fabulous. <laughs> oh, what do you think about it? I mean, sounds like that I really should go to Hawaii. Also, I was thinking if you really do like that kind of stuff, you should look into the Denver International Airport. It's- Have you heard about this stuff? Yeah, it's on the list. Okay, cool. <laughs> because I think you would enjoy that. It's, it's on the list for us to cover, but I wasn't sure if you wanted to do it because it's your airport so actually yeah i should yeah um but you got to talk about the giant demon horse i i will talk about the giant (laughs) demon horse they tried to take that giant demon horse away because it was only contracted for 
a couple years or whatever and then everyone threw a giant hissy fit and it's (laughs) still there and i'm glad because it is fucking freaky i can't believe i've never noticed it like with all the times i've flown into that airport how have i not noticed it i don't know because it's a giant fucking blue horse was demonized yeah i think i noticed it this last time when you came to pick me up but that was because I had read about it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as the Honolulu airport, I definitely want to go. Yeah. And go see. Also, I'm wondering too. No, just kidding. Ignore that. What about our listener? The one fan out there. Do you mm-hmm. think? Do you think I cracked the mystery? <laughs> I do. Have you ever flown to Hawaii? How is your I haven't. Trip? I'm not asking you. You're not the listener. Oh. You're the speaker. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm listening to you. Have you ever flown to Hawaii? Not you, Sam. <laughs> How was your trip, first of all? And second of all, did you see any ghosts? Did you get choked out? Did toilet paper assault you? <laughs> also, have you told us your weird ass stories did you get knocked up by a demon that brought you and several other girls into the sewers to have their child what the fuck amen (laughs) that's from angel oh (laughs) did you go to some huge adventure with a very confusing man that looks a bit like a rooster and end up orbiting a black hole did you Get a supercomputer of government secrets programmed into your brain, and now you know kung fu? Please tell us. Is that Chuck? Yeah. (laughs) Woo! Good guess. You can tell us all of your movie plot lines (laughs) um, by writing us. Uh, You can write us directly at our email address. This is legendpod at gmail.com, or you can submit it on our form. Listen to our episodes, see our sources, and see the photos for each episode on thisislegendpod.com. Follow us on our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at thisislegendpod. So keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Bye. Bye.